Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. Back at it on a Monday. Kelly Kirsch here for you. It is Hockey Central at noon. Joined by Peter Klein from his home studio. Peter, how are you? Doing wonderful. It's uh, another week. We had a wild weekend with a, a few different sports. The Flames keep us busy. So, yeah, life is good right now. Lots going on. Uh, busy show today. And a special surprise for those Hockey Central listeners. We have uh, a bit of a, a contest, a little prize giveaway coming up at 1230. Just awesome. To, yeah. Free stuff because... Um, Sarah from Promo told me how I work pure later, how the courier works, so I can do this giveaway. So I'm a wow. one man band. I, I'm gonna I I got the prizes. I'm gonna give them away, and I'm gonna ship them to the listeners. That's the kind of dedication I have. So that's coming up at twelve thirty. But first, let's talk to Lou. Flames insider Peter Lubardius brought to you by the Gemini Group. Imagine your life, your style, your home renovation should be a reflection of you. Give your home the Gemini difference. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Peter Lubardius, how are you? I, I'm uh, better. Okay. Um, can, can I ask the Can I ask the first question today? Well, I you, thought you were no. Just hey, this, okay. this one's just for you. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. You are a con. I just heard you talk about being a one man band. Yeah. Yeah. You are you are a huge connoisseur of music. Yes. So if you could be one man in any band, is there one that comes to mind? If I uh, was talented enough in their heyday to be with Rush, my favorite band, that would be awesome. Or if oh, okay. I, or if yeah, I could just fantastic. hang out with them, it would be, be great. Now, Lou, we wanted okay. to we wanted to take a little um, a little journey, a little audio journey. So let's okay. start. Um, let's start with Lou. On Saturday night, oh, God, it would have been late or maybe early Sunday morning, probably where you were. Logan, if you please. No, you haven't, Dan Schulman. And uh, so that was him in Bristol, Connecticut at the ESPN Studios flipping out. What was happening in Lou's basement right about then? Pure and utter requirement to use a bathroom. I wanted to puke <laughs> it was um, something and i'm sorry for ruining or putting anyone's lunch um that game made me kelly i i i, I thought about it because i didn't sleep all night i can share that with you it was as restless as rotten a feeling as i've had over a sporting event in a long Long time. In fact, I didn't even think I was capable at this point of feeling quite that rotten. Um, so that, uh, I'll put it to you this way. Nancy came downstairs. I've been watching the games basically by myself. She kissed me on the top of the head and goes, I'm not expecting to see you anywhere near bed for hours. Hope you're feeling better. Good night. That's that's what happened in my household after that play. And, and you know what kind of makes me sad about it? And I wish it was different. It's just not who I am. Um, I wish that I didn't have a rooting interest on Saturday. Because I think that was one of the greatest baseball games that anyone could ever imagine. Like all the different changes, lead changes, unbelievable ending um, you know, 
the the Phillips factor of bringing in some guy who wasn't even on the roster for the league championship series, delivering that hit. Um, I'm not sure when, you know, now I can say it. It's, it's one of the greatest big games probably in baseball I can ever remember. And it's just, I'm sorry. And again, last night, even though it went well, I'm, it's, it's not enjoyable for me. It just, it's, it's too stressful. <laughs> it, it was something. It just is. So I, that, I hate to admit that, but that's the truth. There's, there's Saturday night, Lou, but then we had Sunday night, Lou. So things got a little bit better. Lou, are we going seven? Yes. Peter, yes. Peter. I, I really believe that, and here's okay. why. Um, the Rays pitching staff is set up much better, um, you know, with Blake Snell going in game six, who was really good in game number two. The Dodgers in using Dustin May last night probably um, had their best option, and May did a great job in relief. So I just truly believe that the Rays pitching setup is far superior to that of the Dodgers in game six. And then we're probably in for a sensational Walker Bueller versus guy who never seems to lose game sevens or clinchers and Charlie Morton, who the Dodgers did make look uh, reasonably human in the first go-round between these two guys. So, yeah, I do. I, I truly believe that. And I think if you're, you know, a fan of baseball and you, you enjoy it and you're enjoying the series, I hope you are. Uh, I think we're headed for both Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm just incredibly happy that tonight I don't have to pace. I can breathe. I, I, I don't even know who the Monday nighter is, and I don't care. But I'm just going to sit there and watch it. Rams, Chicago Bears, right here on Sportsnet 960, by the way. Yeah, and you know who I'm cheering for there. That's all Rams because the Bears can beat it. <laughs> PK, are we getting Game 7? What do you think? Yeah, and I, I think we are, and for the, the reasons Lou laid out. When you look at the pitching matchup, Blake Snell is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and, and all due respect to Tony Gonsolin, he is not. Uh, so I, I think there is an advantage to the Tampa Bay Rays there. And just the way this series has gone, how back and forth it's been, it deserves a, a seven-game series. Uh, Lou deserves for it to be a, a 15-1 to Dodgers win on Tuesday so uh, his poor ticker can get a bit of a rest. But I, I think um, the, the baseball world deserves this one to go seven games. It's been so much fun. Uh, I think we do get seven. And, like, selfishly from a sports perspective, Monday, like tonight we have football. Tuesday, Wednesday, baseball. Stretch things to some uh, some Thursday night football, and that basically takes care of the week. So selfishly, for a few reasons, I, I think this one's going seven. Well, we'll see. You know what? You know what drives me crazy? I, I, I cannot stand, and I have no trouble saying this, I do not like how the sport from certain individuals is managed. It just... The moves Dave Roberts made last night, even though some of them worked, does not add to uh, my ability to enjoy. So much is done in that sport. You, you, you take Clayton Kershaw out, okay? So he finally gets in a groove. Like, like Kelly, in all sincerity, and I know I'm old school, and listen, I've been around baseball and softball my whole life, so I'm not speaking out of my arse either. Um, where is the feel gone in sports? Like, 
is everything going to get to the point where it's on a spreadsheet? And then, and then you should know the switch is coming where you're dealing with Gonzalez against Rosa Reina. Like, I just... How about go sometimes with a guy who's act? They waited all night for Clayton Kershaw to get in a groove, and then he got in a groove for like five batters, and now you pull him. Why? Because because you think the next guy's going to work it out? Man alive! The computer it's, told it's, you. It's, it's killing me. <laughs> it's absolutely killing me. Yeah, there was uh, there were some people on both sides too. There's some weird stuff that. Uh, Tampa was doing. He's like, hmm, I don't know if I'd take him out right now. But that's the way it goes. We'll have the game for you tomorrow right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It is Hockey Central at noon, so let's talk a little bit of uh, a little bit of hockey. Uh, fl- flames were uh, busy. They give us enough. They kind of spread the information out just just perfectly. So we, we had a, a few signings over the weekend, Lou. Well, we did. And, you know, we, we touched on Mr. Klein and I dealt with that one on the fly, Dominic Simone, who was Friday's flavor of the day. And then on the weekend, we ended up with two more, um, both in that 27-year-old category. So they go in search of Nikita Nestrov, former Tampa Bay Lightning fifth rounder, a Tampa Bay Lightning and a Montreal Canadian who, like a number of Russians, and the Flames are hoping that maybe it plays its way out in the same respect um, in Nikita Nesterov, who had some really, really high hopes when he came over and never really panned out to that extent. So he's gone home. He's helped his country win an Olympic gold medal. He's played in a couple of world championships. Kelly, I, I remember Nesterov going back to the 2012 World Junior in Calgary, and I've always felt about Nestorov is um, a bit of a poor man's Dmitry Orlov. That, that's the best way to describe him. And, and they're basically the same size. Nestorov never had quite the same offensive upside that Orlov, who's obviously turned into a very good NHL player with the Washington Capitals. But if you don't know very much about Nestorov, there's a bit of a parallel or a comparison uh, you know, 5'11", skates pretty well in that 200-pound category. Um, you know, I, I think what hurt him is probably maturity coming over to North America. And I describe him, Kelly, to this point as a tweener. You know, it was he wasn't great necessarily at anything, but going home, he's older now. And again, I, I just I like the fact that you've only committed for one year. Um, you've given your blue line some more depth at a good price, and he can he's a left-handed shot, but he's equally as comfortable on the right side. So that's Nesterov. Um, the other signing, obviously, now former Vancouver Canuck Josh Levo, who um, you know talking about reflecting back to when you see people. I remember him in 2010, 2011 when he was in his early days with the Sudbury Wolves. And I thought even back, because I like to go back and originally think about, you know, some some descriptions of a player. And at that point I saw a, a guy who wasn't necessarily the world's best skater, but had excellent hands and could shoot the puck. He had a great junior career, 
you know, found his way a little bit later with the Leafs. Then, you know, this past season at 19 points in 36 games and in December in a game against the Vegas Golden Knights, he fractures his kneecap. But I think he was just really starting to come into his own. And again, one year, it adds um, another player who's a right-handed shot, Kelly. I think that's really important, who can shoot it who's versatile, you can move up and down your lineup. And, you know, so Brad Treleving hasn't done um, a massive reconstruct, but as we'll get to in a second, what I like about the Flames forward group now is I can probably honestly say, has the team ever had more good options? to go about their business with, depending on how they're going to, you know, configure or reconfigure their lineup. Yeah. It's uh, you, you look at how they, all the different pieces they have to plug in now and just kind of putting together your own personal depth chart. It's you're kind of leaving some good players out, but that's not a, a bad spot to be in from a flames perspective. And actually uh, like you said, uh, a bit of a, a spot that we're not totally used to seeing this flames group in. No, we're not. And, and Peter, because of all the tinkering and, you know, the parallels for me are interesting in the sense that, you know, whether it's, you know, the Nordstrom situation, Simone, Levo, just talking about, you know, the forwards right now and, and you have different kind of options. You've, you've added some speed. Um, you've added a potential second power play unit type player, I believe, in Levo who can really shoot it coming off the flank. Um, But the other part is you haven't committed to anyone long-term. It, it again gives, you know, people in your system more of an opportunity to grow, but there's another similarity to a lot of the guys that they've just come to terms with, including Nesterov. And that is, I can understand in all cases why Brad has taken a chance on these guys because in watching these guys all the way along, even internationally through world juniors and world championships, there isn't really one case with the exception, and even I'd say that about Nordstrom, Peter, where I've always felt there was more there. That depending on the responsibility and the fit and the situation, um, those are some parallels for me. And you haven't made any long-term commitment. You've given yourself one thing that Jeff Ward is going to love. There's lots of competition now. You know, I sat down this morning and, you know, I tried for about an hour in terms of, you know, slotting or coming up with different combinations. It's not easy to do. I don't know if you've had that opportunity, Peter, or you guys might even get there this afternoon, but that's a good thing because it gives you options, and you know what the other thing it gives you an opportunity to do potentially? If you were ever going to make a trade, don't you think the group's in a better position today than they have been? Because now you have more NHL ready or even NHL you know they're going to play type assets. I I thought that as as soon as I, you know, the the deals kept coming through, it was like, He's got something in mind. He's he's gonna 
you know, so it's a ways before the season starts. He's going to flip some of these guys and, and uh, either make a, a big splash or a medium to big splash. Lou, do you see it that way? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the great thing is, Kelly, whether that gets done or not, um, I've started to feel like a big move now could potentially come more in season. So, you know, obviously we never go, and I, and I almost feel bad about it because we never get past two names when we talk about the Flames forwards and some reconstruction, you know, in, in Gaudreau and Monaghan. But you are way better set up now to, to go ahead and potentially make a move that way because of the NHL-ready forwards that you have. And you have more depth now on the wing. And the other great thing that you know probably isn't talked about enough, but the other part that you know, makes this some, in some ways hard to slot, but it's a good problem, is... You know, Andrew Mangiapane, in the first place, has taken major steps. And I think we're all in agreement that Dylan Dubé looks like he's on the road. So, you know, I'd love to be sitting in that coach's office or with Jeff or the coaches right now watching them go through on the whiteboard and, and look at combinations and who might go here and who might go there. But... Kelly, I do. I, I think the table has never been, you know, set better to give you options. And if you are going to make a move, you're in a way larger area of strength now than you ever have been. You wonder what the timing would be, because I think time is on on uh, on Brad's side right now. Sure it is. Sure it is. I mean, I, I, do any of us see any way where we're playing games before January? And, and maybe, you know, maybe February 1st, the way things are going, um, you know, there's some, some breaking news about, you know, the shortened schedule on the weekend. I know Mike Russo at The Athletic, I thought, did an amazing piece um, on Friday, just, you know, coming out of the general manager's meetings to, you know, talk about different scheduling setups and, you know, a possible Canadian division and, you know, so there's lots of stuff, but I don't know about you, Kelly, and, you know, you get some different intel, obviously, than I do because of your position. Um, it still feels to me like we're a ways away from the NHL coming up with a model that might work for everything. Yeah, I, I think we're a ways away from them making a decision. They they want to get as much information as they can, and it, it, it does not help you to make a decision in October for January, February, it's pointless to. They'll have lots it, of it really is, lo- lots it? of scenario one, scenario two, scenario three. All that kind of stuff will be worked out, and there'll be a million schedules out there, potentials, and that's what they're going to do. But they certainly aren't going to tell anybody that, no. that it won't go public until they they are certain of what's going on. And I, I, I think you're probably going through most of November before they make any sort of announcement. Yeah, I agree. We're chatting with Peter Labardi. It is Hockey Central at noon right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan We're also joined by Peter Klein. Uh, Lou, as we look at 
these, I do want to bring it back to the the, the forward acquisitions because that's going to be a, a big talking point for the day and for a while with the Flames. One of the things that I think it really helps you talk about competition, and I think when we hear competition, we think, okay, training camp, who's going to win that opening day spot? But I, I think one of the things flexibility-wise it gives Jeff Ward is if someone's having a bad game or two, you can make a switch, and I think it just adds a little bit more pressure to perform for some of these Flames guys, where, again, we haven't necessarily seen that before. Well, I don't know if we have, because as you talked about, if if we go through that list, Peter, of what I believe now is at 14 or 15 forwards, I I think you could almost make a case for darn near everyone um, that you need to find some kind of spot. But as we know, only 12 can play. Now, generally, um, you know, you carry 13. So, you know, you have some flexibility because someone like Glenn Godden is still on a two-way deal. But Buddy Robinson's on a one-way deal. So, and so is everybody else, primarily. So, you know, that's not named Zach Ronaldo and add him to that list, too. So, there's lots of options. And the other thing I think about, depending on what happens, and we've already addressed the possibility still of, you know, maybe a a bigger move. But if you are not going to go up against your competition and in your division and maybe have some of the luxury that some of your, you know, biggest rivals and, and most important opponents have, then build yourself the deepest possible team that you can so you know didn't we see that in now granted not to say that Dallas doesn't have you know big stars and Jamie Benn had a really good playoff but you know Tyler Sagan who was banged up every which way from Sunday you know struggled but Dallas really leaned on their depth in their ability to really truly roll all four lines to create matchup advantages, whether it's to free up a more offensive group. You know, think about, think about Peter and Kelly and Logan about, you know, what the Faxa line did for them in the playoffs. You know, how they constructed that line to play that group, not exclusively, but occupy other teams' top forward groups, and what a great job they did. So when you can do that, it allows for your other players to be in more advantageous, you know, matchups. And, and that's, that's what I truly believe Brad, you know, and the, and the staff is trying to do. They're trying to build the deepest group, gives you options, lots. This, this lineup today has lots. We could reconfigure that group of forwards, you know, a million different ways to try to come up with some combos or different combos. And I don't see that necessarily as a negative thing. I see that right now as a very positive thing. If you don't necessarily have some of the game breaking type forwards that other teams have. Yeah. And then also the other, the wild card or the dark horse and all this is what, what uh, young prospect is saying, yeah, this is my time. I'm going to steal one of those jobs because that invariably does happen. And sometimes it doesn't happen right during training camp. Sometimes it happens mid-season. But I wonder if there's some guys that might surprise us a little bit and make the coaches' decisions that much harder or give the GM a little bit more uh, ammunition to make a trade because 
you know, they can make somebody expendable. There, there is that, Kelly. However, when you take a look at this group in terms of, like, NHL prospect forwards who are potentially ready to push, I'm not sure there's anybody that kind of isn't on our radar or newly on our radar that's quite ready to do that yet at forward. So, to me, the new storyline is indeed the internal competition with, you know, certain players, you know, Pittsburgh certainly gave Dominic Simone lots of opportunities in his time in Pittsburgh to move up and down the lineup. You know, Josh Levo is a guy that I think if you could ever find a regular fit, you know, could again continue to to progress and put up better numbers. So, that right now, if training camp was going to start, you know, a week from now, my fascination would just be to watch on a daily basis, you know, the combinations to find and look at chemistry, but who's going to potentially unseed who in the depth chart, Yeah, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and can the young guys, like, you know, t- take Dylan Dubé for an example, all right? So... We think he's ready to potentially break out, but guess what? Thanks to adding people like Simone and in particular, I think Levo, well, now you have people coming at you and and you haven't quite yet reached the point where you've necessarily solidified exactly who and what you are. But that's positive because I think in the case of Dylan, that will like, the more competition, the more NHL ready or guys who can not just be in your lineup but can play, it, it just it's going to make you better. It just is in every way. Well, Lou, we're um, we're out of time, but we'll get you well, tonight's a good night. You can just kind of chill and not worry. Yeah, about I'm going to relax and breathe. You know, yeah, because you're going to need to to pace yourself for maybe you know, Tuesday for sure and. Paris of thought Wednesday, probably Wednesday, and probably right to the ninth inning, and you know, you know, I was thinking, um, I'm taking another Friday off because I didn't take any holidays in the summer, and I got to take them, so that's what I'm going to do. But I thought, well, Lou, maybe on Thursday we should have an Ask Lou segment. You know, it's okay. been a while. Get people to kind of. Well, Will Will Nalt and I did. Uh... A number of those on Friday. Oh, okay. Wonder okay. what Lou thinks during, yeah. you know, before we got rolling again. But I thought maybe we'll take, you know, we'll we'll give it a try. No, no dumb questions, you know, because if you know, sometimes we go to the phones. You never know. But okay, everyone think, and uh, maybe we do that on Thursday. It was awesome because I was going to send you a note today. Suggesting we might go down that road myself. Oh, so it's good. Great minds. Go. Great minds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Have a great one, everybody. Flames insider Peter Lubardius brought to you by the Gemini Group. Imagine your life, your style, your home renovation should be a reflection of you. Give your home the Gemini difference. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. All right, everybody. Thursday, noon to one, it's going to be a special phone in edition of Hockey Central at noon. So we'll have Lou on for this first segment. Ask him any question you want. And then we'll get to Hatchik on for the second segment. Those guys don't know uh, what you're asking them, then you don't need to ask it. 
it would be a dumb question, in other words, because those two guys know it all. So that's coming up on Thursday. We just came up. PK, how about that for an idea? Just poof, just like that. Amazing. Look at that. That's Brady, That's that's why you get the big bucks. Oh, there it is. <laughs> thinking on the fly. Thinking yeah. on the fly. All right. Uh, as we uh, teased off the top, we have a, a bit of a giveaway with some trivia next. So we'll do that coming up. We are live doing our thing from the Iconic Studio, powered by Iconic Electric and Controls. Commitment. It's Iconic. Contact them today at IconicEC.ca. We'll take a break, and we'll do that little giveaway next, right here on Hockey Central at Noon. Hockey Central at Noon on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Peter Klein, Logan Gordon, right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You can stream us anytime you want. Do it on the... uh, well, the Radio Player Canada app or the Sportsnet mobile app or on your smart speaker or stream it off our website. We're not uh, we're not proud. Just make sure you listen to us. Busy show today coming up at 1 o'clock. It is the big show, and we've got football for you coming up uh, later on tonight as we get ready for it. It'll be the, uh, the Rams and the Bears, and we'll start that at 6 o'clock. And then the return of uh, a kick in the grass right afterwards on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, Peter Klein, uh, do you are you able to read? Are you are you good with that at all? Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would. I mean, some people who've listened to the station over the years would argue I probably can't, but I, they, I like to think I can read. Yeah, they went over that in in Assiniboia at the school. There, they had the the reading. Yeah, yeah. Once you get to grade nine, they start to cover that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, you, this time of year, you usually get you know three or four books sent to the station. And invariably, they're about hockey for the most part. And some I've read went, ah, that's not bad. And some I've read like, wow, this is really good. And some in between. On the really, really good side is Brian Burke's book with Stephen Brunt called Burke's Law, A Life in Hockey. And um, I, I have no vested interest in this at all, but I would get it if I were you. I was fortunate enough to uh, to get a copy and read it and... Uh, we got a few kind of circulating around this around the station right now, so the guys are all going to read it. Some great stories, and it's it's kind of like Forrest Gump because he was basically around for all kinds of major major events when it came to the NHL. Everything from the Olympics to the lockouts to uh, you know the Todd Bertuzzi, Steve Moore incident, and a bunch more. Um, really well written, and uh, doesn't he pull any punches? To be honest with you. Um, don't know if I'd let my kids read it because there's, uh, there's some salty language in it, but, uh, if you, uh, if your kids are cool enough and you've had the talk with them, then it's, it's an amazing history lesson. So I thought let's, uh, let's give away two copies today. Wow. Yeah. I got one copy for, now here's how we're going to do it. One copy for somebody that lives in Calgary proper. All right. So there's a there's a trivia question. So don't bother texting in right now because we're not going to count you. And I also want somebody that has an out of Calgary address, like High River, or if you're like Gino DePauli, Cayley, wherever that is, for instance. But there is one trivia question. Brian Burke has held all kinds of positions. He's worked for the NHL. He's worked for NHL teams. What was his first general manager's job in the National Hockey League? His first GM job 
What team was it with? If you know it, 960-960. Put your first and last name on there, too, because I have to call you, and then I've got to put these on the old courier pack somehow. So that's between 1 and 130. So I don't, don't make it hard for me. Don't make me chase you for this. Okay? So there we go. Do you know the answer? Don't don't say it if you do, PK, but do you know what the answer is? Yes. Yeah, I know what the answer is, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So that's happening. What do you make? So you guys were on, on the air on Friday, and I heard you. Um, all kinds of little dribs and drabs of news. What what do you make of this this roster for the Calgary Flames right now? We'll start with uh, PK and then get to Logan. I'm curious, you guys. It's, you know, interesting. I, I, I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop. I don't know if you are or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I am as well. Like you, this is a lot of depth that has built up. And if if there there isn't another big move, I still don't mind it. I, I think that you need competition on your roster, and it's okay to have a few adults in the room battling for some some lineup time. So no, I I like what they've done. I, I thought when you looked at just Nordstrom and, and Simone, that is a pretty good replacement slash upgrade over Jankowski and Tobias Reeder. And then adding Josh Levo to the mix, like Lou said, these are all guys who have been quality National Hockey League players, but it still feels like there's something more there. And you always like having that kind of upside on a roster and logo, whether there's a big move or not, I'm I'm a fan of what's happened so far with the Flames. I still personally would like to see something bigger, A, from a talking point standpoint, because it's always fun, but just from a, a roster construction standpoint. But if not, I still think this is at least a little bit better than what the Flames went into last season with. Yeah, I think so for sure. They've got established NHLers that can do a, a lot of different things that I, I think I'm probably more to Kelly's. So I feel like there's got to be something more coming here. There's just too much. There's too many guys for too many spots. I think, I mean, unless the, the GM and others happen to know something we don't about what rosters may or may not look like next season. Maybe we're talking about the NHL clubs being given a little more leeway with keeping a couple Carry, of extra like a guys. taxi squad or something. You that's, that's kind of my thoughts to it because I, you know, with call-ups being as difficult as they're going to be, even if the AHL is with, you know, their NHL team in the same city or something like that, there could be complications to that sort of thing. So maybe this is uh, uh, the way that the GM's getting around that to have, uh, you know, a couple guys with the team that he knows he can plug and play right away. But I'm of the opinion something bigger has got to be coming down. I think there's just too many spots right now uh, filled up for NHL roster. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen. Is it's uh, interesting as as the uh, the rumor mill is flying, right? You go online, you see all kinds of stuff, and rumors are just that rumors. So I don't know if it's even worth uh, speculating. But we'll uh, our promise is if the Flames do something, we certainly will uh, will be on it no matter what. So if you think about the Pacific Division, Peter, do you think the Flames have done the best of the other teams in the Pacific Division, or who do you think? maybe has done a little bit better when it comes to uh, drafting slash, you know, free agency and that kind of stuff, trades. Well, uh, it's not Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> I, I I still, Vegas adds Alex Petrangelo to a roster that made it to the Western Conference final. I understand you, you sub Nate Schmidt out, but Alex Petrangelo, I believe, at least for the next few seasons, is absolutely a difference maker and someone who can maybe get Vegas over that hump. So I, I still think Vegas has probably done the, the best job that the California teams 
aren't really in this neighborhood. Um, Edmonton did all right. Vancouver, like I said, they they kind of took it in the teeth a little bit. They make up for a little bit with the, the Nate Schmidt acquisition. But, Logan, I, I think Vegas is probably... It's kind of the rich getting richer, but I think Vegas is the front runner in the Pacific Division if we're talking about winning the offseason. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with the, I think the Robin Lehner deal was a, a good balance for them. You get, you know, it's hard to deal with Marc-Andre Fleury's money, but as far as getting your next number one locked up at that kind of money in term for Lehner, I think was a, a big win for them. That's a re-signing, but I, and I think Petrangelo is an upgrade for sure over... Uh, what they lose in Nate Schmidt. So, you know, there's a, a team that was, you know, continually making long postseason runs, potentially getting better. I'm sure they'd like to get over the hump, but I think Petrangelo helps them. Uh, he's a captain to Stanley Cup winning team already. And look, Vegas has yet to have a captain in their inception. I wonder if it uh, doesn't uh, wind up being Alex Petrangelo and he uh, leads them going forward. I don't love that contract in the by the end of it, but for the next couple of years, it's certainly going to look nice. I'm wondering about when you talk about the Vegas Golden Knights, if they have a plan to maybe implement some more younger players. You're you're seeing all these other teams that have these, you know, quote unquote, cheaper entry level type guys or guys that are on on really decent contracts. You wonder if if you know that pipeline. They've had to, you know, PK. They've had to trade a lot of their prospects to to get better. You wonder if they've got a plan to maybe get some of the younger, less experienced guys in that lineup to turn it around and at least get them some experience. Because you're, if you don't, I think two years down the road, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, and I think there's like you, you already see Cody Glass having a bit of an impact. Alex Tuck, as crazy it is, is is only 24 years old. But after that, like it's 28, 31, 27, 29, 29, 33. Um, Shea Theodore at 25 is going to be there for a long time. But then you look at the the rest of the organization, and I thought they did a good job of acquiring a number of picks uh, when they were first getting into things. But they've traded a lot of those. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they, they've traded a lot of those away, and yeah, it, it does kind of seem. A little bare down there, but I, I still think that this is an organization with, with Kelly McCrimmon that, I mean, they still have three picks in the first two rounds next year. They have Vancouver's third in 2022 because of the Schmidt trade. I, I still think that they'll be able to, to find some young guys, some playing time, but they are fully in win now mode in Vegas. And if that means a couple years from now, it's going to hurt, then I think they'll take that if it means the, the opportunity to win a Stanley Cup. I, I'm just hoping for a little bit of uh, irony or maybe coincidence. I don't know what you'd call it, but if Seattle kind of fleeces them a little bit, I think that would be interesting if they're in a trouble situation where the Golden Knights can't protect everybody and they, they lose somebody they don't want. I think that would be uh, that would be interesting if that happens, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> maybe that's just me. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think a lot of people will, would quite enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A few GMs would like to see it. Um, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to find out who were the lucky texters and who I'm curring these uh, books out to. We'll do that next. By the way, the 2020 Eric Francis Pizza Pickout, uh, the home edition, uh, continues uh, right till the uh, 29th of October, which is coming up uh, later on this week. I went and voted there last night. Got on the old website there, ericfrancispizzapigout.com. I had... Uh, you know, a bit of a connoisseur of, uh, of pizza in Calgary. So there's all kinds of different categories you could vote for. And it 
the, the one thing that does not change is uh, Eric's support of Kidsport Calgary. We're helping them out again this year, and uh, here's your chance to do just that. They have a, a bit of an online auction, too. So the uh, Kidsport Back to Sport auction, all kinds of cool items that have been donated there. You can uh, check that as well, and uh, that'll help out immensely as they're really trying to, uh, like all charities, you know, struggling a little bit here in, in COVID, trying to make sure they can get as many kids uh, out playing as possible, and now more than ever. So ericfrancispizzapickout.com is the website. This week, get down there and uh, and uh, get on the auction and also vote for your favorite. We'll take a break and find out who's winning these books next right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Peter Klein, Logan Gordon for your lunch hour. It is Hockey Central at noon. And um, I guess we should make an announcement. We'll make an announcement maybe on Thursday. What's happening with Hockey Central at noon? come November, December, just to add intrigue to what we're doing here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Speaking of intrigue, what what happens after 1 o'clock? What have you got lined up, Peter Klein? We have Ryan Pike from FlamesNation.ca talking all these Flames moves that have been happening. And a couple of the, the, the last couple of times I've had some Flames conversations on my own, breaking news has happened. So maybe something will come down uh, at 1.20 and then... It's the reunion everyone's been waiting for. Myself and G. Rana back with some Kung Fu conversation at uh, 1.45. Combat Central rides again. Yeah, well, oh. the, it's the, the official comeback to her um, for 20 minutes only. So we'll That's see. Great. Um, we'll, we'll see if I can get G mad at me in 15 minutes. We'll, we'll, well see how that goes. You know what? You should ask him about when, uh, when he worked for me and he pretended he broke his leg to get out of some work. I always thought that right. was, yeah, like he put a cast on and everything and went, went to the to hospital. It. it was it was quite elaborate. Oh, gee, got to love him. Good, <laughs> good boy. All right, uh, Logan, we were looking for two winners, one from Calgary proper and one from outside the city limits to win Brian Burke with Stephen Brunt. Burke's Law, A Life in Hockey. Two copies are going to be carried out to somebody come 1 o'clock. Who? And the, and the, and the trivia question was great, by the way. But not hard. It was where <laughs> where was uh, Brian Burke's first GM job, and that, of course, Peter Klein was uh, the Hartford Whalers. Correct. And there, there's a, a chapter about how bizarre it was, and uh, as you thought that the whale maybe had some problems, yeah, they did. They did. So that's uh, that's in the book. Logan, who's winning? Who am I sending these to? Kelly, you'll be sending books to Matt. In Cochran. Matt and Cochran. Oh my God, that won't take that much. That's, and, a, that's an easy career. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, our Calgary proper, Jean Paul. Jean Paul. Yes. Nice. Congratulations, guys. Uh, thanks for listening and enjoy the book. It'll be, uh, it'll be a good one uh, while hockey is away for a little bit. Uh, all right, we're going to get out of here. Um, what else did I want to mention? I think, I think we're good to go. We got football. Who do you football. got, Rams or Chicago? Guys, Logan? Rams. I think so too. Bears okay. suck. What about that? <laughs> I, I think the Bears are a pretty good team. It's just their quarterback sucks, but I, I'm still going with the Rams on this one. We had a little uh, extra football yesterday as uh, after the ball game, we just jumped on the uh, Sunday nighter and uh, that, that was the game they had to shift out and change, but it turned out to be a good one. 
Arizona usually finds a way when they're in prime time to screw things up, but they were on Monday night football, played really well against Dallas, and what do you know? They kept clawing and hacking their way back, and they win in overtime, Peter, against the uh, Seattle Seahawks, which, uh, besides screwing up my sports-like ticket, was uh, was quite the event for Sunday night. Yeah, that was a weird, weird, wild way to finish up the weekend. I, I Yeah, I was, along with the radio station, finish up the baseball game. All right, well, still some football to go. And absolute madness broke out. So, um, well, once again, all thanks to my Las Vegas Raiders for um, bowing out of the primetime slot. So we got absolute craziness to close out the week. Yeah, it was good stuff. So that's uh, that's tonight, about 6 o'clock. We join everybody up. And then baseball. We'll uh, we'll have the call for you a little after six tomorrow, and who knows, maybe Wednesday we'll have it. No matter what, if it's six seven, we got it all for you. The World Series right here on Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. All right, busy show. We got Steinberg and Will Nault joining at two o'clock. Peter Klein's going to take you to two. The big show fires up next right here on Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan.